Being a Better Man, episode 195. You have just entered a world governed by personal accountability where being a man is not an excuse for bad behavior, where complaints are not allowed, whining is forbidden, and excuses do not exist. Prepare to have your thoughts provoked, your ego challenged, and your character tested. It's time for Being a Better Man. Here's your host and fellow man in the trenches, Alf Herrickstad. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Being a Better Man. I'm the host of the show. My name is Alf Herigstad. Quick announcement before I get started. The ebook Kindle version of my book, Forging a Man, is now available on Amazon. The big part of that announcement is that it is still in the free promotion. So if you are listening to this episode between now and April 23rd, 2017, you can download the book for free. All I ask in return for the free book is that you leave a review on Amazon. The print book will be available in about a week, if everything goes right, and I'll tell you about that when it happens. Well, it's Friday, and now I'm going to take a moment to recognize the sponsor of our Friday show, Stumptown Kilts. Last weekend, my wife and I went to a local event called Norway Days over at the fairgrounds. As I'm walking around, I had three or four different people come up to me and compliment me on my kilt, which was, of course, a Stumptown kilt. Even people who are wearing other brands of kilts have complimented me on my kilt. So every time that happens, I take a minute to show the person some of the features like the big hidden pocket, the adjustable sizes, and the snap-on pockets, and I tell them about the fact that I don't have to iron it. Everyone who approaches me seems to want one, especially after I show them these features. One guy wouldn't let me leave until I wrote down the information for him to get one himself. I'm used to it now. That's what life is like in a Stumptown kilt. You get noticed and envied, and so does your kilt. Now the listeners of this podcast can get their very own kilt for a substantial discount. All you do is go to StumptownKilts.com and pick out your next kilt. Then when you're checking out, you enter the purchase code BETTERMAN, all lowercase, all one word, and you will receive 10% off your online purchase. It's a great deal, so stop putting it off and go visit Stumptown Kilts today. Okay, so I got a letter from a listener named Ryan a couple days ago, and this is what he said. Hi, Alf. I was wondering if you could talk about the role of love in men's lives. I've personally been emotionally invested in relationships that weren't there, and I feel like this feeling is consuming my manhood and my life in general. I think what Ryan is talking about here is something that has happened to most of us at least once in our lives. You fall madly in love with someone to the point that it becomes unhealthy. It becomes all you think about. You stop eating regularly. You start making stupid decisions and acting in ways that are not customary to you. Sometimes your other real relationships start to suffer as a consequence of your single-minded passion and obsession. You do all this only to find out that there is no relationship there at all. The other person does not feel the same way you do, and all of that emotional energy 
was just wasted. At the end of that, it's hard to feel very good about yourself. That happened to me once, and after it was all over, I felt like a fool. It was embarrassing. Here is what I think about this. If this scenario happens once or twice when you're a young guy, that's pretty normal. It happened to me when I was a teenager. I think it's just one of the unfortunate effects our hormones can have on us. They can make us a little crazy. However, if this situation keeps happening over and over again, if it keeps going on into your adulthood and starts to have a negative impact on your life, consuming you, that's not normal. Whenever we repeat a negative cycle, that means we did not learn that lesson. In a healthy situation, something bad happens and we learn from that experience so that it can't happen again. If you find yourself getting caught in the same thing over and over again, the first thing you need to do is recognize that and try to figure out what you are supposed to be learning. You have to think your way out of it with your enormous human brain power. You have to choose to end the cycle or you will continue to be a victim of it. There's something else going on here too though. In his letter, the listener referred to this emotion as love. I think there is a definition problem. This situation is not about love in my opinion. It's more about desire, passion, lust, and procreation as far as I'm concerned. These are all animal instincts left over from our distant past as a species. It's something we share with every other animal species on the planet. Deep in our brainstem, we have an impulse that tells us we need to mate. In the animal world, it makes male animals almost kill themselves. They stop eating, they fight with every other male animal that comes around, and sometimes they even kill each other. These behaviors are not very useful as a human. In fact, they are a problem. Love is something entirely different, and I believe it separates us from animals. After the initial infatuation is over, after you stop having butterflies in your stomach every time you see someone, that is when love happens, in my opinion. Because that is when love becomes a choice. We have to choose to love people. I think love is a verb, an action word. Because when you make a conscious choice to love someone, you also need to demonstrate that love with kindness and thoughtfulness. You need to put that other person's needs above your own and make sacrifices, and do whatever you can to communicate this choice you have made to love them. You see the difference? Our animal instincts that are often referred to as love are not really love at all. When they are in effect, we have little control over it. We are not in charge because we are being ran by our instincts and hormones. However, when real love happens, it happens because we chose that it would. We are in charge of how we demonstrate, nurture, and grow that love. It is a conscious emotion rather than a reaction to a primal impulse. I've heard people say many times, 
that you can't help who you love. They say it as an excuse for people who find themselves in a bad situation or who made a bad relationship choice. I disagree with this statement entirely. I think what they mean is that you can't help who you are attracted to. I agree with that. But we can help what we do about that attraction. Just because we're attracted to someone does not mean it would be a good idea to pursue them as a relationship. There has to be more than just attraction to create an environment where true love can flourish. Thank you, Ryan, for that question. If you need more specifics, just email me again at alf at beingbetter.men. All of you can email me there with your questions. I love getting these letters from listeners. All right, guys, now head out into the weekend and remember that you are a man. And as a man, you have control of how you react to your impulses. We have the power to decide how we want our life to be and then make it that way. And while you're doing all that, remember to be a better man today than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad, signing out.